uh, crack everything, get everything warmed up. The boys are back in town. All right, here we go. What is the concept? Who is the cast? Where do we start? How do we leave? Where do we go? How do we lose? And where do we end up? With just these seven questions in mind, I, Aloni, and my friend Scott will create a story as fast as we can. Enjoy the mess. Try not to cancel us. We're good boys. And then the music plays. back scott season two it's here oh, it's been that long huh? i can't believe it yeah <laughs> okay yeah we were a little short last season because we only did eight episodes we were supposed to do 12 but things got in the way yeah so life happened let's yeah but i'm glad you're here at uh 12 30 at night to <laughs> record oh my god i can't believe you're doing this thank you so much yeah i for donating no your time s- my sleep schedule is a mess <laughs> Okay, good. Mine is better than it was. I actually flipped it completely. So I, instead of going to bed at 1 p.m., now I wake up at like 2 or 3 p.m. Just like the exact opposite, but it's still awful. It's just a different kind of awful. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, instead of waking up to go to work at, at midnight, now I go to bed when I get home from work. So, yeah okay so we got to write a, a movie don't we isn't that what we do on this show oh shoot is that what we do <laughs> yes i think it is i don't know it's been so long i don't remember how to do it uh-huh. teach me scott how do we do this oh yeah i i ask you a bunch of random questions and stuff until we spend 20 minutes trying to figure out an idea and then after we find the idea then the episode actually starts and then we spend way too long recording it should really only be an hour and a half, you know. Yeah. We always go like two and a half, three sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. The longer it is, the more painful I have to edit. I've started editing with a tablet at this point. Hmm. I thought it would help my back, and it did, but now it hurts my wrist. <laughs> so <laughs> uh. that's not good. But yeah. Okay. Um, so I have an idea. I don't know if we should do this one. I have a few. First idea is... We could write the movie that we tried to write a long time ago that we've both forgotten completely. Uh, Before we started the podcast, we were writing a movie just for funsies. And I have some notes we could probably go read and see if we can remember what the fuck it even was. (laughs) Because I think it felt like eight different movies we were trying to write. Really? Yeah. I don't remember what this project was. Yeah. So we could do that. Or I could let you have the reins, because when I do, we get crazy shit like Byzantine Romance. (laughs) Or we could adapt something, or we could take two movies we like, combine them, like we usually do. Those are the usuals. That's usually how we go on here. Hmm. So, hmm. but I am curious at at least looking at these notes before we get started. All right. Yeah. Because it's been so long, you know. Yeah. Again, I I don't know what these notes are. Yeah, I don't remember that much either. I don't even know how much notes I actually took. I have to reinstall Google Sheets to even look <laughs> because it's on there. <laughs> So let me buy time while I'm loading it now. 
I didn't even know it was uninstalled on my phone. My phone will just auto uninstall because it gets so full. Oh. Because I record voice logs every day. Oh, yeah. So there's just like hundreds of gigs of my own voice on my phone. And slowly it eats my entire phone and there's nothing left. So it's a going. But what I remember was it was like a post-apocalyptic thing. I had a bunch of ideas for it too. I wanted to talk about like AI and like having an AI companion. Hmm. You, I think you were the one that wanted to talk about like post-apocalyptic shit. You wanted to do like sci-fi wizard shit. Right. Yeah. Like it was, it was like, yeah, it was like, uh, like the wizard mentor being like a sci-fi guy. Some, yeah. Instead. Old guy who, who remembered how the world was. Yeah. So let me see. I got the, I got them open now. Yeah. So we can look. Yeah. I have a, I have a file called writing tool 1.1. Because before I started this show, I was obsessive trying to figure out the perfect way to write a story. Apparently, there's a bunch of ideas on here that I didn't even know were on here. Hmm. So we could use these if we wanted to. Um, but let's see. We got... Apparently, we were going to write a Predator movie. Hmm. Or maybe I was going to write a Predator movie. Oh, my God. It's fully written. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? I wrote I wrote an entire se- Predator seventeen eighteen, and it was like that scene where they have the pistol. I, I I wrote an entire thing where he hangs out with Raphael Adelini, and they, they like hang out and kill a bunch of people. Huh. What the fuck, man? We're cool guys, aren't we? Uh-huh. Uh Okay. Um, old ones family reunion. Wow, these are crazy. That definitely sounds like one of your right. Yeah, this one says the Grail of Glory. That sounds like a you and me mixed together thing. Yeah. Oh, I know. This is the this is just the hero's journey in like a format or whatever. Uh. Oh yeah, I wrote I, I wrote a movie called Cruisin, and it's about Liam Neeson on a cruise ship. Uh, there's so many here. I'm trying. I'm just going through the tabs, and each one is a different story. I'm trying to get to ours. Oh, it ends on Batman the Musical, <laughs> which I was writing, which was gonna be an episode of the podcast, but it was so bad that I deleted it. But, uh, yeah. yeah, damn. Okay. Uh, I can't even find it on here. Like, I think it might, might've never been saved or maybe it's a different, it's a different file. Cause that's 1.1. There's a 1.0. Oh, there's one that's shared. That's probably the one. Ah, uh. yep. Post-apocalyptic nights. That's what it was called on here. Yeah. This is like a whole movie. So we, we could just steal this movie. We'll steal uh, right from, from ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Right from ourselves. Oh, man. Okay. Did I fill it all out is my question. And are these notes going to be even bearable? Well, yeah, these are bad. These notes are bad. Uh, we didn't even finish the second act, dude. Oh, yeah. We got we got to the end of act two. And then we were like, all right. And the names are so, like, placeholder-y. Right. Yeah. Okay. Do we want to do this? Or do we want to do a different idea? <laughs> oh, man. I'm just looking through it now. Let's see. Um, factories, overgrown facilities, and mountains is the setting. It was an action adventure because, of course, it was. Yes, of course. And it was supposed to be like Logan, and it was supposed to be realistic and brutal. Ah. And all the big set pieces were supposed to be like in the background, and it was supposed to be a Man on the Run movie. Ah, uh, yeah. Where the main character is basically Aragorn. <laughs> it literally says Aragorn. It says Outsider Ranger Aragorn. Uh, he was supposed to have a rival that was like a paladin who we named Paladin Dance after the dude from Fallout. Uh, they were partners. They split up from creative differences. They were mercenaries. They drifted apart. And then you had a wizard guy 
And for some reason, it says the words cookie wizard. I don't know what that means. I'm not sure. Um, It says technomancer uh, touchy Patrick Stewart in Logan, but less sick. Oh, (laughs) mechanic gadget guy. Um, I'm starting to realize that we suck. (laughs) That's what that's what I'm realizing. Uh, Lilith, the spider tank. That sounds pretty cool. Right. Military grade tank with spider legs. Yep. Old and rusty, painted with night colors, blue crosses over an orange chassis. That sounds cool. Yeah. And it says smoky and rusty next to it. And the bad guy was a power-hungry warlord, and he was a pyramid man, it says. Right, yeah. Yeah. I think that was one of my, one of my ideas, actually. You know, just yeah, like... it was triangular armor, yeah, yeah, like a pyramid. And then he was a muscular bodybuilder imposing guy, which I'm assuming was me. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Yeah, so there's the first two acts here. I guess I could read these, and then if we like it, we can keep going with it. If we hate it, we can move on. All right. Um, so it starts as all things start. Act one, the rock cave is lost. Uh, his safe haven is a rock cave. So let's see. We see a calm lake in the mountains, a mountain brook. Um, there's an animal swimming in the sea, and we follow it, and then bam, a bayonet goes into the fishing pit. It's Aragorn. Um, and then. He's spearfishing with the bayonet, and he's trying to build a door for his cave, because it gets destroyed, I guess. Hmm. We meet a wizard who's complaining about how shitty Aragorn is. This is literally just Logan. Right. But this isn't even this full idea. There was another idea we had. This is one of them. But I guess Patrick Stewart is building magic tech shit for him, and then a bunch of guys show up. The catalyst here is there's a, there's a group. I don't think they have a name. They're like a guild of like bad guys, like mercenary dudes. And they say, join us. So we're going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> and Aragorn is like, fuck you. I want to be on my own. Cause I'm a cool, badass warrior. And then, uh, they say, give us the wizard and we'll let you live. And he's like, no. So he fights to protect the wizard dude and the enforcers attack him. And then his entire house is destroyed in the process. Yeah. But he decides to go out and fuck them up to help the wizard. Um, and they took the wizard in Act 2, I guess. Right. And it says Vance and the bar fight. So I guess he goes to a bar looking for help to try to get the wizard. And he meets his old bro, Vance, who's like this badass dude. And then uh, he goes to figure out what's going on and who fucked up his house and who these assholes are. And the villain wants to take control of the nation and rule with an iron fist. Pretty basic bad guy shit. Oh, and his evil plan is uh, he's going to use the wizard to hack into the Knights Command Network. This is so over the top. And he's going to use their headquarters to fire a bunch of missiles and control tanks all over the world. Okay, yeah. And he, he's not just going to rule this little place. He's going to rule the whole world. <sighs> yeah. And Strider, that's the name I used for the Aragorn character, because obviously he goes to the nearest town to get help and he meets his old friend, Vance, at a place called Checkpoint Vincent, I guess. And we learn about their past and how they used to be bros, but they're not anymore. And then I think... They get in a bar fight, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> they get in his spider tank to get the spider tank back at the end. And he's like, I'm not getting in that thing, and then he gets in it. Right. Yeah. The end. <laughs> and they drive. Oh, here's how it ends. Vance and Strider are riding into the desert in their mechanical spider tank into the sunset. So we did kind of write a story, oh, I guess. Yeah. I could have sworn it was a different idea I had. Were we writing multiple movies together? Oh. We must have, because I had a whole different one that I was writing about, like, this, like, with the Bloodhound thing and everything. Because that wasn't even that story. That was a different story. 
Wow, we've actually been writing partners for way longer than I thought, surprisingly, because we hardly ever really write, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this show is like the only time we actually write anymore. Man, I, I am proud of this film template, though. It has like every single thing you would need to know about a movie. And then I guess I simplified it into this show. Also, apparently there's an idea here that just says Cthulhu Rapunzel. Interesting. Okay. So that was a waste of time. But do you want to try to make that idea and finish it? Or do you want to do something else? And I'll just cut all that. Hmm. Because if you want to do that, I'm fine with it. But if you want to do something else, I'm totally cool too. Like we could just pick the last two movies we watched. Swap them together. Hmm. I'm trying to remember how we do this show. Do we usually come up with a couple of ideas and then we pick one out of the few? Uh, we usually just like hone in on an idea we like. Yeah. Well, if there was something else we would want to do, there was another idea I remembered from back then, which was maybe we could combine the two. The idea I had a long time ago was that there's I created like a whole society network. I think we were writing both these movies at the same time, and I don't think I have the notes for it there. But the idea I basically had from what I can remember is it was about this girl in this like futuristic society and basically the world ended so it can still be the story we were just talking about but she lived underground in like this perfect utopian society and the idea was it was like all the subway tunnels and like underground shopping districts that's where they were living mm -hmm. and they were like they built out from it into like this whole complicated network of like tunnel stuff and she's living in like this super clean futuristic tunnels and every person that's born there gets an AI when they're born. Ah. And the idea was is that she has this like perfect companion that they don't have parents. They just have AIs that raise them. <laughs> so they're like grown in a jar, like they're grown, they're test tube babies. And then they get an AI the second they're born. And the AI is basically their parent. And it micromanages everything they do and helps them find their perfect goals and their perfect self. And they're trying to like better themselves. And it's like perfect. And it's not abusive at all. It's like right entirely like the perfect way to raise a kid kind of thing right yeah and it's also kind of a creepy nsa thing and it's like studying them and the idea was that she got into that she started dating this guy like talking to him online and he like befriended her and she was going to go meet him at one of the other tunnels and then she gets on the train with her friend and then the entire train explodes and it turned out that that guy was someone from the outside world trying to trick her hmm and they ended up breaking in and kidnapping her friend and then she had to like go on a badass journey and she meets some bloodhound-esque person out in the wilderness. Okay. And that was the other idea we had back then. So I think we were writing these two stories at the same time. Might have been. And I think mine was the AI one and yours was the the Knights post-apocalyptic Knights thing. I'm honestly kind of intrigued by the AI story why. I almost kind of want to combine the two because they fit perfectly, you know. Yeah, we can do that. Like maybe lay off on the post on the on the Knights lore yeah. a little bit. Like, because I think back then we were still, we didn't get out of our system the idea to just constantly make things medieval and renaissance and pirate. <laughs> well, we like medieval. Like, I think we finally, <laughs> I like it too, but I'm just saying, I think we've accepted that as part of us now. Right. And we know how to curb it into what's good. Right. Instead of just like, no, that's all we're doing. Like, it, it's, we're not as, we're more subtle with our writing now. Yeah. You know, as subtle as, hey, let's do a colony in space and call it Salem. Yes, brilliant. <laughs> or, as, uh, or as subtle as uh, Space Camelot. Yeah, we're real subtle. Okay. We're, um, we're completely original. Yeah. <laughs> now, I got another idea. Okay. It's about this guy in power armor who lands on a planet shaped like a ring. And so... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Mandalorian, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, no, we can't do that. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Shoot. Yeah, definitely not Halo. No. Yeah. Now there's just such a mix-up. Did you see in the Boba Fett episode, they had a fucking Halo ring? They, oh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, yeah. like, you know, a Halo as a concept was like, you know, I think there was an old sci-fi book, too, that like, that was called Ringworlds. Yeah. Elysium, the Mark Wahlberg. Or, right, or, or yeah, Matt Damon, yeah. One of those. Yeah, mega structures are not original to Halo. Are there any rings that is just like, it's a square? <laughs> instead of a ring or like it's a triangle something stupid i mean like it's not actually a ring <laughs> i mean yeah, maybe bore cubes actually <laughs> yeah there you go it is just a cube huh yeah, kind of like you know it's a self what is the dumbest shape in space dumbest shape in space <laughs> uh rhombus what what what, is, what do you think <laughs> hmm I see. Yeah, a cube is not very aerodynamic, is it? <laughs> yeah, it is really stupid if you think about it. That kind of becomes part of the charm, though. Just like they don't really need to think of it being aerodynamic; it just works. Yeah. Also, they're like unimaginative. That's part of why it's a square because right, they're yeah. robots. That's true. Yeah. And it's like there's no design here. It's just a square. Yep. It links up with other squares. It That's is all it needs to very do. Very logical, and we like that. Yeah. We like the square. I'm looking at my dice, and I'm like, which one of these dice would be the dumbest thing to see in space? <laughs> a D8 is pretty dumb, because it's two pyramids ass to ass. Right. And that that's pretty dumb yeah. in space. There's the D10. Like, that would just be... Yeah, D10 strange... is a fat... Yeah, fat diamond or whatever. Right, or something. Yeah, it's just... That'd be a strange thing to see in space. Yeah. It would be cool, though. You could create, like, ten different societies on each triangle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... A, that could be a cool... Be a fun idea. Yeah. yeah. All right. Kind of like a biosphere too, but in space. Yes. So, combining all these ideas, what is it that we actually like about all these? Technomancer, wizard, Patrick Stewart, and Aragorn the Strider is a bit derivative for some reason in my mind. I don't know. It just feels like Logan with extra steps, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, we can kind of mix the like old wizard storyline a little bit. Yeah. Well, I, there is something in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe if we can like kind of merge the characters, like the old wizard and like the Strider character, like kind of make them into the same character. Oh, like an old Strider wizard. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Yeah, but Patrick you know, Stewart, but he acts like Aragorn. <laughs> yeah, kinda. I actually kind of like that. Yeah, like an old, an old, you know, a grizzled vet, basically. Yeah, that was basically who the Bloodhound character was in the original right. uh, other thing. Yeah. Was just like it was just bloodhound. <laughs> um, Let's just put that right. But yeah, in making there. them Patrick Stewart underneath, pretty good. <laughs> I like we're just taking these old ideas and we're like, oh, let's just like smush them. Yeah, that's how you come up with new shit. Is you take two things that are unrelated and you make them go, and it yep. makes something new. Give them a nice new twist. Okay, the whole boyfriend betrayer thing, though. I don't know. Nah. I don't know if I like that all that much either. Yeah. I do like the character of, like, she's raised by an AI, perfect life, explosion, oh shit, I gotta go in the real world. Right, yeah. And I like her meeting Aragorn slash wizard. Yeah, and I also... Patrick Strider. Right, yeah. And I can also play up, like, you know, uh, like, she can interact with people in the real worlds, and, like, you know, like, to her, the AI is completely normal, but to other people, it's like, oh god, is that a monster? yeah. That is true. That'd be a fun angle. They could with. even think she's like a witch. Yeah. What if it wasn't like sci-fi nights? What if it was like actual nights outside? Oh, yeah. 
What if it was just like it is reverted, right? And it's just yeah. medieval times out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All the cell phones or, lost their batteries, so everyone had to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, it's like Revolution. Yeah. You ever see? You ever see Revolution? Okay, I'm not sure I'm familiar with that, but okay. There's a show. It was. A, I'm. I'm glad you didn't know what it is because it's terrible. <laughs> but it was a show on NBC. It was one of those. We came out with a show, and it only lasts like two seasons, and we throw it away. Shows that NBC right. makes. They're they're what was it called? primetime series or whatever <laughs> yeah so basically it was the whole world goes dark like all the power on the world goes out and it won't work no matter what they try right and they end up learning that it's actually like like nanobots that are shutting off the electrical signals like the whole world is actually like still power doesn't work no matter what you do like even if you make new power because it's nanobots in the air right. that are disintegrating like they they turn off the electricity signals or maybe like they drain the power from everything. Yeah. Which was kind of cool. But yeah, the idea of like it's medieval times now or like the, the whole Futurama thing, like the whole universe blows up and then it just comes back, but it's one foot taller. Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> that whole thing. By the way, did you hear they're bringing Futurama back? Oh, yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah. And Bender's not going to be in it. Oh, well, I guess Bender is going to be in it, but there's still like, you know, John. Yeah, replacing him. Yeah. Or like, yeah. It's a weird thing, like John DiMaggio's trying to. I'm not quite sure. Like on paper, it kind of sounds like he's just asking for more money, but there's a little more to it, I think. Yeah, I think he doesn't want to do it on principle because the show is done. Yeah, that's he doesn't too. want to continue it artistically. Yeah, that's the thing that bugs me. Like, you know, Futurama was a series that ended like three times, and regardless of the quality, it managed to end pretty well each time. Every so often I would see posts like before the announcement of being like, hey, hey, guys, you want to see more Futurama? And every time I look at that, I would be like, no. Yeah, I don't either. It ended. It ended perfectly. It's a fucking loop. Yeah. It ends as a time loop. And when they I can remember the night where they finished Futurama and right after the show ended, they played the first episode again. (laughs) And my heart was like beating it was so beautiful that's perfect because the way the show ends is right at the end it says time will loop ever onward forever and ever this this loop of the story will continually redo over and over yeah and the end of the last episode is the beginning of the first one and then they play the first episode because it's in syndication so they are required to play every episode in order and then loop it over and over right (laughs) so it was not just equality on the story itself and the idea but it was also basically a parody of syndication and now they're just like, nope, it's on Hulu now, and there's more. Yeah. I bet they're going to do good with it, but I also think it's fucking stupid. I feel like they've moved on. They did Disenchantment, which is another really fucking good show. Right, yeah. but Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. They've, they've moved on, and yeah, you can't just have a show go on forever unless you're The Simpsons, I guess. And yeah, yeah that's kind yeah, of well, the that, thing. Like, that isn't going well either. Simpsons. South Park is still going, but they also kind of reboot everything. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, but it's just like, you know, Futurama, the show ended. And it, yeah. it ended a couple of times. And now that there's like a new season, there's now the chance that it's not going to end well. That the it's just yeah. going to fall under itself. Or I don't know, it's just... It's like the Scrubs reboot. I... Like, it feels like that. <laughs> the Scrubs ended. They, had the, they got canceled a couple times too. They finally ended on Comedy Central. Perfect ending. Everybody had their happy endings. Yeah. And then they were like, we're doing med school. Yeah, uh... and they did med school it was a cool idea they had jd like transfer over to the next character like he was in it with his like narration 
mm-hmm. and then this new girl showed up with narration. Right. And then he was like, you're the next one. And they passed the torch, and then the show ended. Right. And it was like, oh, so you, you rebooted my favorite thing and then just fucking ended it. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like they're doing it again. Like, they're going to... This the first season will be okay. The second season will be good, and then it'll get canceled again. <laughs> right. Yeah. And thus continues the never-ending Futurama. Yeah. I always think Futurama is way better than The Simpsons. By the way, like a hundred times better. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've got the chance to do a lot more, huh? Yeah. I was never a really big fan of The Simpsons. I mean, I you know I so. grew up with The Simpsons, but yeah, it was, Futurama definitely got a sci-fi setting. Clearly, was intended for a more mature audience, so got away with a lot more stuff. Yeah, and then um, Disenchantment, which I don't know if you've seen that. I've seen a little bit of it. Yeah, it's kind of like their fantasy show, but it feels more like their D&D show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it does the things that D&D does, where it mixes the genres of different kinds of sci-fi fantasy. Hmm. So, like, at first it's medieval, but then eventually they're in, like, a steampunk city. And now the newest season, I haven't watched yet, but it's, it's Atlantis-type shit. It's like 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea stuff. I've heard there's a really good love story in there because they set it up in the last season and apparently it happens again. And I'm like, fuck yeah. That show goes to hell at one point. It's crazy. They go to hell and then one of them gives up his chance to be in heaven to be back with them in hell. Right. Which is fucking incredible. One of them's a demon and he gives up his demonness to get out of hell. Like it's fucking, it's a good show. Yeah. And he just becomes a cat. Oh. <laughs> he gave up everything. He actually becomes a cat. Oh, wow. But anyway. Okay. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the episode. Right. Yeah, our, our premise. Right, right. Yeah, okay. So, future girl, utopian society. Is the, is the surface medieval? Does that mean that she's, is this like post-apocalyptic medieval future? Like the, the society has rebuilt, the earth is back, and everybody out there is just medieval, but again? Or could we do like time travel? Is she like actually in medieval times, or is that too much? Uh... I I think that might be a little much. Yeah. Well, I was just, I had the thought of this one book I read a long time ago. Yeah. Where there's this girl and she's living in a reenactment. Like she grew up in a reenactment. Was that the village? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, I haven't, I don't remember the name of it. It was so long ago. I don't think it was the M. Night thing. Okay. But basically this, she's living in a reenactment and she doesn't know it and there's like glass walls where people are looking in and watching her like you know how like like zoos have right. like the, the glass like it's one sided so like she's living her life normally and her parents are actors oh and it's like truman show but mixed with like the village huh. interesting and it was fascinating to me and for some reason it popped into my head when i was thinking about that utopian society thing that what if you lived in a utopian society but actually you were being watched the whole time and it wasn't real Oh, yeah. Right. There's too many ideas here, though. (laughs) I'm like, it's medieval times on the surface, and then there's tubes, and it's, oh, it's it's the survivors there, and then, no, that's even fake, and then there's tubes outside of that watching them, and I'm like, uh, (laughs) bit, bit much. Right. (laughs) But there's something in there. I just don't want it to be a cheesy divergent knockoff, because that's what the original was. Right. It's like, the original idea, I think we broke the whole thing, which was... She's into the guy, he lures her into a trap, she gets stuck outside, and then after that, the bloodhound dude teaches her how to fight, she saves her friend, and she she goes to save her boyfriend, and it turns out he's the bad guy, and then he kills her friend, and then she goes, and she's lost everything, and then she breaks back in, kills him, the end, and then I think we even had, I had ideas for sequels, where, like, they go back to the utopia, 
or whatever. Ah. But I don't want to do all that shit. I want to do something fun. Right. <laughs> what if what if it doesn't because like I'm like, oh, there's the inside and there's the outside world. And I feel like that's played out, you know, uh, maybe a bit. What if like she lives in that utopian in interior world and she's training and she's living and then they just kick her out when she's 18 Ah, or maybe make it a rite like, of passage. Yeah. What if they're just like, all right, you're ready. It's like fallout where they're just like, leave. Right. <laughs> Go. Yeah. This does feel kind of fallouty though. Maybe a bit. This just does feels like fallout without the fifties. Yeah. Hmm. How do we flip the script? What do we do here that makes this completely different than what we expected? Okay. I had another dumb idea that popped in my head. Most dangerous game. Oh, <laughs> what if like when she leaves, she's just being hunted. Hmm. Like she lived her whole life to like be programmed by this AI to live a perfect life. And then she leaves her home and then it's like, all right, now you're being hunted. Like, could that work? Or is that eh. well, just that just feels like Maze Hunter. What do you think? Yeah. You have an idea. Give me your idea. Uh, you, you're on this show, too. Flip the script. Flip the script. Now you get to suffer. <laughs> we have a cool world idea. Yeah. But like, I we can't just do. She escapes the, the uh, utopia and then has to survive in the gritty outside world. Right, yeah. And then she goes back and saves the utopia. Meh. Yeah, yeah. Or you're stuck outside the utopia and you're fighting your way to get into it. Also meh. Right. What if she's alone? Yeah. What, she's like the last person? Yeah, what if it is... What if it's just... Well, you, yeah, you mentioned her like traveling the subways. What if... Yeah. What if the whole thing is in the subways? Right, or or moreover, just like, you know, we mentioned the Bloodhound character, like, what if that's like the first person she's, like, inter ever interacts with? Yeah. I don't know. I think I had that in the original idea a little bit, too, and I kind of forgot about it. But yeah, the idea of, like, never seeing another human, because I think in my original idea, she had a brother or something, hmm. and he was on the train with her, and then he got kidnapped. That's what it was. Okay. But yeah, this is way better. Yeah, you're the only human... You're raised by a machine. You were grown. It's like Mother. Have you ever seen Mother? I am Mother. I, have, I haven't seen that movie, but like, yeah, that's you, yeah. It's on Netflix, right? Um, it's like that, but that's about escaping from her or whatever. This is slightly yeah. different. Yeah, we're formulating a concept. Yeah, it's, it's happening. It's all coming together, sort of. Okay, so an AI like a Siri, mm -hmm. or, or maybe we can come up with something else, like a floating orb or some shit. Yeah. It could be like an AR thing, like it's an imaginary friend, because that was part of my old idea, too, was that it's like it grows up with you. So like when you're a kid, you pick, you pick like your favorite animal and then it becomes that. Right. And yeah. it's hanging out with you all the time. Yeah. And it, you can like see it flying around with your like AR lenses for your eyes or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I like the idea. I like the idea of it, of the AI kind of being like the hardware is implanted. But yeah, like the AI will then project itself as like the favorite animal. I like that. Idea. Yeah. It's yeah. It's like your imaginary friend is real. Right. Cause I feel like that's what I would do. If I was going to design like an AI for a kid, like making an imaginary friend feels like it's the perfect spot for that. Right. Cause a kid already creates that on their own sometimes. Yeah. So it's like, you could just make one and then it's how they interact. So you're raised by your imaginary friend basically, <laughs> which makes an interesting concept for a society or whatever. Right. Okay, so she has this imaginary friend. It's like an emoji or whatever. Right. Or like an animal. Uh, it moves around, it does stuff, and it dictates her life in these, like, tunnels where she's, like, you know, 
studying and living in like a bubble almost mm -hmm. like a very isolated room and then she's exploring i like your idea of her being alone what if we like expanded that a little bit and she's like alone in the tunnels so she isn't just like trapped in a single room the whole time yeah like instead of her being in like because before it was like oh it's this perfect clean society and the outside world is all dirty and destroyed i'm like fuck that right what if the uh, uh, utopia is also dirty yeah like it's just shitty in there and she's just because we don't want it to be about this utopian society we want it to be about the ai right mm -hmm. like that's that's the gimmick right girl in her imagine is raised by her imaginary friend it's an ai that's the core so what conflict plays with that like maybe the ai is lying to her yeah or and like patrick stewart is the other side of that coin you know we see the bloodhound character for the first time and the ai not properly under like you know he just they immediately perceive anyone else as a threat even though this guy probably doesn't have any Ooh. real intentions and you know it's not like the yeah. ai doesn't like it just doesn't understand what's going on it's like this is a new variable yeah. i don't like it destroy 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 mm -hmm. and so like and of course the ai can't really do anything by itself so it's like you know i like that i like that a lot the idea that like you're you're the only human and you meet another human but the only thing you've ever known is this ai this imaginary friend and it's telling you that guy is not to be trusted right for some reason i thought of home alone you know the old man in home alone oh, yeah a little bit <laughs> yeah like that relationship of like you're scared of him he's the bad scary guy right. but like on crack it's like that times like 50, right <laughs> where it's like not only that but like the voice in your head is telling you he's bad right exactly i like that a lot I feel like we need to expand upon this idea. Overprotective imaginary friend AI sounds good to me. Does this need to be post-apocalyptic or is that idea enough to carry itself? Hmm. Because if this is post-apocalyptic, that's cool. But I'm like, all right, well, then how do you escalate from there? Is, does she end up killing old man and then there's more people? Is the AI like slowly convincing her to kill every other human? Like, how do you escalate from like, I'm scared of old man. How does that become a movie? You know? Yeah. I could see that being like act one, but I don't know where it goes. Like, that's the problem with this idea. It's so nebulous, you know, we, we flipped the script though. We've figured it out. We figured out the concept of like, you're raised by an AI. You've never seen a human. And now the AI thinks all other humans are a threat. That's cool. And then it also kind of like, could be like a parable with mental illness too. Cause it's like a voice in your head. Right. And it could also be played with like, is the AI even real or is it in her head? Like, does she even have technology in her? Or is this something she, like, a coping mechanism she's come up with in her loneliness, you know? Like, is the AI even real? Oh. <laughs> like, is she, did she just make it all up? Like, like, the AI isn't even there. Could be a thing. Yeah. Like, she's always looking at her watch, and she has, like, a heads-up display and shit, and she's messing with tech. But it would be crazy at the end to just be like, oh, there's that, that screen is broken. Like, there's nothing on the screen. No. <laughs> Like, it's all in her head. But no, um, there's something here. Yeah. I also, for added dramatic effect, yeah, like, when we first meet the uh, Patrick Stewart character, what if he has some blood on him? Like, clearly not his blood. So it's, like, adds a mystery. And, like, you know, like, is he telling the truth? Is he going to murder mm -hmm. me in my sleep? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'd trust an old man that I met in the tunnels. You know, right, yeah. already seems kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah. So I'd trust the AI. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. But also it's Patrick Stewart, which makes me want to trust him. Hmm. Hmm. Decisions. Decisions. How would I ever think he was safe though? Like what would he have to do for me to not be afraid of him? Yeah. Yes. Uh, get the upper hands at one point and you know spare her life or maybe yeah or like she's about to die and he saves her kind of thing yeah and then it's like thing shoots out of her arm tases him <laughs> get away from him <laughs> but yeah i don't know there's something about that there's something here definitely something here i don't want this to turn into mother though because i was like oh and then eventually she turns on the ai and rips it out and that's how it'll end with her walking into the desert or whatever right yeah but i'm like that's basically mother Right. That's what yeah. happens in Mother. I'm like, fuck, this movie exists. That's what writing is. Writing is just figuring out a movie that already exists and then changing it so it's not that movie anymore. Yeah, a little bit. Because uh, what did we, we started this with like, it's Divergent. And then we <laughs> changed it to now it's Mother. And now we're like, all right, what movie is it now? Hmm. Uh, I don't remember this being this hard. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, this always. I bet we're right on track with our usual. Yeah, this, <laughs> it was always a process. Yeah, we always forget how long it takes to actually get the concept. The concept is like half the show. Right. It shouldn't even be called seven questions. It should be called like fucking find the concept and then rush to put it together. Cause yep. that's what it feels like. <laughs> the first question is what is the concept? And it always takes us like 50 minutes. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So what is the concept, Scott? <laughs> <sighs> what do we have so far? What is this idea? Cause I have nothing written down and it's been 50 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. How old is this girl or woman? Okay, yeah. So we'll move on to question two. What is the cast? Right. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, just, that's it's a, good a very different movie if it's like, you know, if yeah. it's like a seven-year-old or if it's like a 17-year-old. Yeah. Well, that's, what do you want it to be? Because I think it, at first I was like, oh, they're like 20 or they're like 16 or they just turned 18. Maybe and nine, now I'm 19, like, yeah. maybe, yeah, but now I'm like, Kid sounds way cooler, though. Yeah, maybe. Like, we don't actually have to make this movie, remember? So, it being a kid, it actually could be more compelling. Because, like, if you're, like, a 20-year-old and there's an AI talking to you or whatever, it's like, I don't know. That, that's kind of what Mother is. Is like, they're, they're an, they, they start as a kid, but then eventually they become an adult. Mm. And it's like a mother figure that they're fighting. Right. This isn't a mother figure. This is your scary imaginary friend that raised you. Right. So, if we're playing with an imaginary friend, then maybe they should be a kid. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I can't think of a reason for them to not be a kid. Yeah. Uh, especially since if the whole movie's taking place in these tunnels, then, you know, then it's fine. If they leave the tunnels, then it might be more interesting, too, because if they're a kid, it's, like, way more dangerous. Right. Yeah. Plus, the AI can be, like, don't talk to strangers. <laughs> That's the name of the movie. The movie is don't talk to strangers. <laughs> That's how it opens. It opens with the AI going, now, what did I just teach you? And then she says, don't talk to strangers. <laughs> That's the beginning of the movie, and we see her daily routine. I'm getting into the plot. We can't do that yet. We have to figure out what the concept is first. Right. All right. So what concept do we have right now? Like, be a mirror for me, Scott. I'm too in the idea. What is the? What have I explained to you? What's In your mind, what is the concept? Right. Well, we have a girl who has lived her whole life with this AI companion who basically, you know, is effectively her imaginary friend like helps her avoid danger keeps her company and they live in uh in the abandoned subway tunnels yeah i'm not sure how bad the conditions would be well pretty bad i assume but you know like they'll make the most the best of it 
and you know life's kind of normal they get by their daily life and then they get a visitor an old man who looks a bit like patrick stewart arrives <laughs> uh, to their subway they see him and the ai can't comprehend this new variable so it must be destroyed that's the logical the conclusion you know we can't assess what this will but this man will do okay we we got something here so when you said that for some reason i thought of like a tinkerbell peter pan type deal for a second <laughs> just because i'm like if we needed something to play off of she is kind of like a lost boy a little bit yeah like she's in this this world and i was like what could the interior when you said what could the interior look like i was like oh maybe it's like a jungle in some of the parts like maybe it's got portal 2 vibes hmm. where it's like overgrown sometimes and then sometimes it's clean oh yeah mm, there we go so it's got like that. And then also with the portal vibes, you got an AI in there. So like there is definitely a correlation here. Mm. And now I'm like, this is just baby shell. <laughs> this is baby shell. <laughs> um, this is the portal. story of why she doesn't trust AI. Yeah. <laughs> and then the AI is a potato and it's on her portal gun. It all makes sense. Um, yeah. We just wrote portal two. <laughs> uh, instead of Stephen Merchant, it's Patrick Stewart. There we go. Another guy from Logan though. Um, all right, let's see. So yeah, from what you've said, the concept is little girl, imaginary friend surviving on what's left in tunnels underground. And then she meets old man. Things are different. Okay. So the, the, the Peter Pan angle isn't actually a bad idea at first. I was like, oh, that sounds dumb. But then I was thinking about it and I'm like, maybe not. Yeah, it kind of makes, makes a bit of sense. I mean, Tinkerbell gets jealous, right? Like, that's her whole thing. Yeah. She's like his jealous little girl friend type deal. <laughs> she's like a friend that's a girl, but you don't think of as a girl. And then she's jealous of all the other girls. So this imaginary friend, I feel like we need more than just Patrick Stewart. I feel like she needs to meet multiple people. And each person, it gets more ridiculous how much this AI is pushing her away from them. Right. Oh, it's an old man. He's got blood on him, though. We shouldn't trust him. Yeah. Makes sense. But then it goes all the way down the line to the end where it's like, it's another kid your age that's also scared and alone and needs food. Right. Kill it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that level, right? Where it's like, we can't trust this kid. This kid's got its own imaginary friend. It's going to kill me. Or this kid's unpredictable, you know? Yeah. There's definitely something there. All right. So we do have a concept. Little girl traveling through the endless tunnels in a Neverland-esque, like she's trapped in this endless loop of unknowns and different biomes within tubes underground. There's no escape. She's stuck with this AI. At what point wouldn't the AI just have her grow food? Mm -hmm. I just realized that. I'm like, why doesn't she just like have the AI? Why doesn't the AI just tell her to build a garden, stay in one place, you know? Maybe the, the the sections are closing off or like collapsing. Right. So like imagine like an endless circle. Oh my god, a circle. Halo ring. <laughs> it's all coming together. Halo ring, dude. Maybe she's in space. Why isn't this in space? Why does it have to be underground? I've, <laughs> this whole underground thing, I'm like, hmm. Does it work? The whole time I was also thinking underwater, like Bioshock. Mm. Which one's better, Scott? Should it be in in the sky, in space, in the water, underground? Which one is worse? Which one fits the theme more, actually? Maybe Underground is fits it more. I think I Underground know. fits it more because it's like, that is very isolating, but it's not like impossible for people to find it. Yeah. What if it's like Hyperloop Tunnels? Yeah. With synthesizers. That's where she gets the food. Yeah, there you go. 
Like it's like an endless like circle underground. Yeah. Or maybe even not. Maybe it's better if it's like a labyrinth. Like it's like endless tunnels that wind on forever. Like it's just future subway. Right. You know? Yeah. Like it could be anywhere. This could be on Mars. This could be on a moon. This could be on Earth. It doesn't matter. You know. Sure. Yeah. It's just endless, futury, rusty subway tunnel forever. Mm-hmm. And you could get different kinds of tunnels that are all connected in different ways. Yeah. And like they're trying to fix stuff, and maybe there's like trains and shit, but like they come by. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing. Like a train, like automatic trains that are always on forever. Right. Mm. And they're like solar powered. Yeah. And also, for some reason, I like the idea of like those trains maybe hang from the ceiling or like, you know, have the rails are on the ceiling. So like she can, yeah. she can walk under them. No problem. And it's just like, eh, there go those weird tube things. Yeah. And then like sometimes there's, they're like longer. Yeah. Like, they fill the whole cabin or there's like a tight tunnel. Right. Like the tunnel goes up more. Hmm. So like it's they're they're on the ceiling, but eventually like they're like right next to you. They they just fill the tunnel. Yeah. Like the when they're on the ceiling, it's like a maintenance tunnel underneath. But then later they're like the whole tunnel. Yeah. Like I like long stretches of maintenance tunnels, and then there's like tight tunnels. Makes sense to me. Yeah, makes sense. Or even that it just keeps changing. Like sometimes they're on the ceiling, sometimes they're below. It just depends on where it is where they could dig out. Sure. Yeah. But the idea is that it's an endless circle. Yeah. And the set compartments behind are collapsing. Okay, I have an idea. What if the AI is saying the compartments behind are collapsing, but they're not? Mm. Like the compartments keep closing off and locking, and then they're like, oh, because it's collapsed. Yes. <laughs> but like eventually, one of the tunnels in front of her actually does collapse, and she has to like run away from like a collapsing tunnel, and then like ends up finding out, oh shit, the door's open. Like there, there's <laughs> more back there. Like the AI's been lying. <laughs> Because I like the idea of the AI being malicious. Like, it's not malicious on at first, and it's not actually yeah. malicious. It's trying to protect her and, like, continue the variables and everything, right? Or maybe it's, like, acting on known information, and, like, they've never backtracked. So it's like, yeah, yeah. That, that room no longer exists. Yeah, that true. that's true, too. That also works. I feel like we could play with all of these things. Yeah. So the idea of she's walking in an endless labyrinth of circles... Where it's just like, it's a big complex, it goes around the whole place, it's just endless tunnels that are like looping, multiple pathways, and they like loop around, and the whole thing is like just one big fucking circle of like tubes that are just going around. And the idea of just like, you're constantly going through tunnels forever, and there's no light, maybe sometimes there's light, but then that's quickly like, we have to get out of here, there's too much, like, you know, the whole place could collapse if there's a hole like that kind of thing. Yeah. Alright, there's definitely something there. And I like the idea of these, like, train cars that are moving around. You get some fucking Indiana Jones-type, like, racing thing, you know, where they're in the minecart or whatever. Oh. <laughs> like, uh, somebody could be on one of those, like, pump track things. Oh. <laughs> also, when you when I thought of Patrick Stewart, I was like, oh, he's like a hobo. Like, in, 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 in the containers, you know, where he's, like, sitting, like a hitchhiking hobo-type deal. Yeah. You know, where they sit in the back of the train cars. Like, I was like, that could be his whole vibe. But yeah, we have something. So, what is the concept? We have it. Concept is, little girl, endless labyrinth of tunnels with an AI. AI is going off of information it doesn't know. It's acting like it's um, like it knows everything, and it's telling her to do things that she probably shouldn't. And slowly, the AI is getting worse and worse and treating her worse and worse as she fights back until she eventually realizes that maybe the AI 
be with like she shouldn't have the AI kind of thing. Is that what we're doing? Or she shouldn't listen to it all the time? Shouldn't listen to it all the time, certainly. Is it the villain? Uh, That's the question. It's the antagonist. It thinks it's acting in the best interest, but you know, it's making all these poor decisions. Yeah, is there any greater villain like nature, like the tunnels caving in or some shit? Or like a different I don't think it should be another person being the other the big right. you know. We definitely need more of a ticking clock in this one though, you know? Yeah. I think her telling her like the AI being like, yo, the tunnels are collapsing, like the doors locking behind them makes sense. And then later finding out that maybe the AI is the one locking them in order to stop her from going back there because it read the readings are unsafe, you know? Mm. But I don't know. The idea of this AI is like her navigator. Right. And it's lying to her. Could do some there's a lot here. Just how do we we need more characters? So question two, who is the cast? We got little girl. I'm imagining the girl from Aliens. Newt. Yeah. I, someone like that. Right. Because, you know, she's probably like 40 now. Yeah. But, you know, a kid like that, their AI, what animal should it be? You should pick the animal. Uh, or maybe it changes. It's like a familiar. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun idea. My default would be, I'm thinking maybe like a, a giant newt, maybe, or like kind of like a, Ooh, a lizard yeah. of some sort. Something that would like, you know, be able to Crawl scurry around, around in stuff. tunnels. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought at sometimes maybe it's like a fish, like swimming. Oh, yeah. that's a fun idea. Like you said, yeah, maybe yeah. may, may get familiar. Yeah, it can it can shape shift and it just changes based on her mood. Right. Yeah. It's so when it's like searching for stuff, it's like a newt. And then when it's like. You know, when she's bored, it turns into a fish or something. Like, it's always changing. Sure, yeah. Feels like after Earth, we're just going <laughs> to shove a kid in a CG room and be like, act, kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's what we're going to do, Jaden Smith. We're going to have your dad on the phone yep. telling you how to act while you, you act out a movie without him. <laughs> he's going to do a weird accent, and the whole movie, he's going to be calling you on the phone and saying, hey, kid, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. Remember me from Fresh Prince? <laughs> I moved my way up. I made it. Yep. Did you see they're doing a Fresh Prince like realistic movie? Oh yeah, and it's a TV show, but it's like a it's like more realistic. Right. Yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah, it's like the serious version. Right. Okay, we got that. And then there's there's Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart is a good guy. Then right, he's a hobo in the trains. He's the train man. <laughs> Maybe his train crashes. That's how she meets him. Cause like yeah, he gets lost. The idea yeah, like he's injured and she's trying to help him and it's like, don't, you know? Right. It's a good starting point. And then like he's slowly following her or something after she's patched him up a little bit. Like she she helps him out of the train car and he lives. And the AI is like, don't do that. He's trying to stop her the whole time. She gets him out <laughs> and then they part ways. And the AI is like, you shouldn't have done that, blah, 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 blah. And he's like slowly following her the rest of the movie. Like she goes into the next compartment. The door locks behind her. And he's still traveling in her direction. So, like, they'll keep running into each other because he's going through the same tunnels, like, following her, like, her direction. That could be good. Any other characters we want? I feel like we should have another kid at some point. Yeah. Let's look at the archetypes of characters. Uh, Let's see. What was the name of this? Don't Talk to Strangers? Right. Yeah. Okay. The AI needs a name. The girl needs a name. Hmm. One of them should be named Newt, right? (laughs) Could call the girl uh, Sally. I don't know. Just like Sally. Okay. Yeah. Then, Sally. It works. Yep. It's a. It's an innocent kid name. I could see an AI being like like a tiny little newt calling a girl Sally. 
Sally, don't touch that. Sally, don't open that. Sally, don't do that. Don't do that, Sally. <laughs> I want it, the AI's name to be something like Squishy or Squish or <laughs> something that a kid, like the kid named her. Like the kid named the AI. So what the hell should the AI's be? Sure. I don't know. I, I, I'm thinking of Tinkerbell for some reason. Hmm. Tinker? Hmm. I don't know. We're going to get stuck on names forever, though. Yeah. Somebody being named Bell could be good, like like Tinker right. Bell. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Or like a Peter Pan. Yeah. Patty Pan. <laughs> I think Sally Peters is a good name. Oh, Sally Peters. Yeah, Sally Peters. Maybe, yeah. Part of me kind of likes the idea of her not knowing a surname. Yeah, that's true. It is better with just Sally. Patrick Stewart's name could be Peters. Sure. <laughs> Peter. We could call her Wendy, but I feel like that's a bit much. Oh, right. Yeah. I, th- I, I think Sally works better. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to call it AI then. You know what I just realized? The AI doesn't need a name because she hasn't spoken to anyone else. That's true. Yeah. She only speaks to the AI. So it's you or, you know, she. I don't know. AI, Sally and Peter. Any other characters we want here? Or is it just Patrick Stewart and some kid in, on a green screen? Uh, well, not just on a green screen, but in a practical set of different compartments, do it like uh, like Snowpiercer, where we have a gymnasium-sized like shipping container room that is the tunnel, and then we change the sides of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, but yeah, uh, and it's super impractical, and it costs way too much money. That's what we do. But saving humanity. for the art, yeah. Okay, what are we doing here then? So. Uh, is that the whole cast then? The main. You want to add cast. any other? Okay, we'll just you, add characters you, as we go, I guess. Yeah, you you did mention like wanting to introduce another kid, so. Yeah. Um, you know what? Patrick Stewart is Patrick Stewart. The other kid is Peter. There we go. Does he have an AI? I feel like it would be cool if he did. Oh, the kid. Yeah. What if everyone has an AI? Yeah, sure. So like Patrick Stewart has one. Yeah. This guy has one. Yeah, it's and it's supposed to be something like you you give up after a while. Like, you know, say Ooh, like when, that's good too. when you're 10, that's when you stop using the AI. There comes a point where you just don't use it anymore. And she's surpassed that. Yeah, I guess that works. The idea of like, this used to be a regular society and just everybody had these things. They're like your Siri or whatever. Right. Like, it's just like a gadget that everyone has. Yeah. And you just have this AI companion with you for life. I feel like as a person... What is the use beyond childhood for these? It's got to be like a work thing, right? Sure, yeah. So I feel like when you age, it ages too. And as you get older, it becomes less of like an imaginary animal type deal. And it becomes more practical. Right, yeah. And it's more like a statistic thing. It changes with the person. Sure, like whatever yeah. the person is like, it is like. So Patrick Stewart's could be like a traditional Siri type AI. Like it's just like a voice. Like it's like a, it's a, it's like a. It's like a like a butler type deal hmm. where like his AI is just like a, a butler emoji or some shit like something or just a voice or something. Right. A very static voice. Yeah. Well, I feel like you don't want the AIs to just be voices because then people would go crazy. It has to have some physical component to it or else you'll seem insane. Right. Like, how do you distinguish between like a hallucination and an AI? Right. So maybe these AIs have to have like a physical body somewhere like that you see at all times just for like safety reasons. Mm. So he's got like a bird AI, like a bird feels like it makes more sense for like an old man to have, you know, 
Like as you get older, it becomes a more practical type pet. Like a seeing eye dog. That's what these AIs are. They're like seeing eye dogs, but for everyone, right? What's that called? Uh, an emotional support animal, there but AI. Yeah. That's what these are. EC's um, emotional companions. Yeah, there you go. You're, you're, yeah, there we go. That EC is perfect. So uh, artificial emotional companion. I feel like AI is like a terrifying term. So it wouldn't be called an AI. It'd be like a uh, augmented, like augmented reality, right? Sure. Yeah. Because that's what it is. Right. Yeah. So augmented reality, emotional companion. Yo, AEC. A-R-E. Yeah. AEC. There you go. Eek. 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 <laughs> A-R-E-C. Arik. 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 Fuck. We got to stop it with the names. We get so stuck on this. Yep. Names are fun. <laughs> that's like... I know they're fun, but we don't have time to have fun, Scott. We're here to do work. Yep. Work, 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 work. We're here to make a dumb story. We're an hour and 20 minutes into the recording and we haven't even started the plot. Okay. I got to keep us on track sometimes. But yes, everyone having an AEC. I actually like that. AEC does sound good. Yeah. Everybody has an emotional companion AI thing. And his is like a, like a bird or something. What would Patrick Stewart's... It's like your spirit animal. Aw. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peters is definitely Tinkerbell, like straight up. Or maybe a butterfly. Yeah, there you go. Butterfly. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart's being a bird or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I don't know. Perhaps a what parrot. are you thinking? There you go. Yeah. Parrot. Which also plays into how he thinks about it, right? Like it's just something that speaks after him. It's not right. like it doesn't dictate what he does. Yeah. Because I feel like that's the point of these. There's emotional support animals. So they're supposed to be there to support you in what you do. But this girl has been raised without anyone else. So it has changed its programming a little bit. It, it has gone outside of what it's supposed to do. It's gotten more control over her than it should. Right. Like, it's supposed to be your friend to help you do stuff. Yeah. So, like, asking it to Google shit. Like, that's what it is in normal life. It's like asking it to Google shit, telling it about your day. It's like your therapist. It's like your free Google machine. It's like any tool you need, like calculators or math or you want to learn anything or ask anything or remember anything, you know, it's like a, it's like a smartphone. It's the smartphone of the future. Your emotional support smartphone. <laughs> I feel like that would actually happen. Like if we get augmented reality to the point where we have the contact lenses, phones are still going to be there to control them, I guess. But eventually we might just fucking throw the phone out and it might just be like something we see in the world. Right. Like your hand will become the phone. Right. Yeah. It's a, a projected phone. I always feel like we need to bring back the bra the wrist computer. <laughs> I feel like we got rid of it because it's impractical. Right. But it's so cool. Like, we could all have wrist... We already have wrist computers. We just don't wear them on our wrists. Yeah. Why is it less cool when it becomes a phone? Uh, you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> like, put your phone on your wrist. That's fucking cool. You take it off, that's just a phone. Yep. How... <laughs> Why is there a distinction there? Okay. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Okay. So, we have the characters then. Every person they meet is going to have an AI with them. And we have three characters right now that matter. And that's all that really matters right now. And if we need more characters, we'll come up with them as we go. Okay. Right there. There we go. So what's next, Scott? Question three is where do we start? Little girl is exploring the tunnels just as she always does. Like, ooh, okay. it's synthesized fresh food for you. Eat up. Yeah. We need a safe haven of some sort. So... Here's the question. She's always been traveling these tunnels? Uh, or did, did she start somewhere first and then start traveling? 
do we start with her being born? Are we starting with her as the age she is, the whole story, like as a kid? Or do we show the circumstances that got her here? Like, do we just start with her and the AI walking? It's kind of a good idea to show the circumstances. Yeah, she was in the tunnels, so she was kind of just abandoned there. I want to say, okay. let's say at the age of maybe four. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. Like, her and her parents being in a train when the whatever, the calamity, whatever happened to destroy the world happened. Sure. So, like, it's been, like, six, I mean, is she 10 now? She was four, so six years right? since yeah. the world ended. Yeah. That works. And you don't even know if the world ended, right? Like, right. It could just yeah. be your trap down here. It could have just been a That's nasty part of the fun. Yeah. It could just be, like, the miners that were stuck underground for months and months. Right. <laughs> but every train collapsed. Like, the whole, like, the, the whole or maybe you just, yeah, the system got fucked up. The power went out. Or it's flickered. It's like emergency power is on. But they were in the tunnels, her and her parents. And then <sighs> all we have to see is she's on a she's in like a glass train with her parents. Like the, you can see the windows of the train looking out into like future city or some shit or just at the wall or whatever. Mm-hmm. Actually, I like the idea of like these tunnels are boring and they're all metal like a hyperloop. And then your AI can like project shit on walls. Mm. So, like, she's looking out the window and, like, the AI is, like, painting, like, stuff for her to see. Right. Like, it's, like, graffitiing the walls as she looks at them. Yeah. And it's, like, this pretty display. And her parents are just, like, looking out at, like, screens that are on walls. And she's seeing, like, this, like, beautiful thing being painted on the wall. And she's, like, painting with it or whatever. And then, yeah, you just see her. Her parents are there. She's in a train car. (laughs) Underground. Lights flicker. You hear an explosion sound. Everything's shaking train crash you hear her scream she wakes up in the rubble with her ai mm-hmm. nobody else is there her parents are dead yeah maybe we even show her looking and you don't see the bodies you just see her face right just... of her finding them yeah and then you kind of hear a cry and then it's like six years later yep okay safe haven was the train car where do we start a perfect train ride with her parents the train breaks we learn how the AIs work in that moment, too, where it's like her AI paints on the wall, parents, look at screens, train crashes, scream, she sees her parents, we don't, six years later. Okay, she's 10, she's walking through the tunnels. That's basically where we start. So, the catalyst and the inciting incident, right? So, the catalyst is the explosion, the world ending. Mm-hmm. But that's not the inciting incident. So she's been stuck in these tunnels for days and days and days. What is the thing that changes everything? So for six years, she's been walking. Is it the old man? Is that what thing is? It's kind of a big thing, yeah. Does it start with old man's train crashes? She sees the train crash just like when she was a kid. Right, yeah. It's upsetting. She wants to go help. Yeah. AI is like, don't help him. She helps him anyway. Immediately we get the conflict, right? It's like, okay. She hasn't seen another human in six years. She's a child. She's been living with an AI, keeping her company this whole time, walking through the tunnels. She sees another person in the same danger she was in. Or maybe flip the script maybe a little bit. Like, he sees she's in distress, assumes she she was part of the crash, and, you know... Oh, so, like, later? Or, yeah, like, six years later, he sees her in danger? Yeah, or, like, you know, uh, he's in the crash, but he's able to walk it off. She sees her panicking because it is just like the crash she was involved with. Oh, yeah. And so he goes over to help her. She starts panicking. That's even better. Yeah. Yeah. Flipping the script is the ultimate answer, isn't it? I guess so, yeah. 
Because you, your first idea is cliche and basic, and then you go, what is the better version? What is the opposite of that? Or just a better, like, how do you flip the script on that? So we did it. Okay. So yeah, she sees him get in an accident. He's fine. And as he's limping, she's like she's trying panicking. To hide. And the AI is, yeah, the AI is like comforting her and like helping her because mm-hmm. that's its job. It's running risk assessment. It's like your your you know neurochemical makeup is changing. Like oh you you seem stat you seem just like you can see it like reading stats right. of her like dopamine and serotonin and shit like that shit pops up and then it says what the AI is sort of thinking there and then it's like you are in hurt you're hurt you're scared like it's helping her like it never says what's in the back end but I like the idea of like you can see the AI's thoughts sort of thing like. These AIs, as you grow up, you're supposed to understand what they're doing to detect your feelings more as you get older. So it's like immediately when it senses you are in distress, it's showing readouts that an adult could read that and understand that are like, this is what's happening to you this way. Like these chemicals are here. You're stressed from this. You're panicking because of this. Like you can see all these readings popping up. Right. And then the AI just acts like she's a kid and is just explaining the situation. It's like you are in distress. Stay safe. Hide. You know, blah, 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 blah. That kind of thing. So we get the sort of vibe between them is like it always acts as her imaginary friend, but it's got more going on. Okay, actually, to explain this in a shot, right? Imagine you're seeing through her eyes as she's sort of having like a panic attack almost. Mm-hmm. She sees uh, like stats and figures in the distance that are like panic attack, this, blah, 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 all this different stuff. And it's like explaining like like Google results that are like, this is what you do during a panic attack, <laughs> like flying by really fast. All these like stats and figures. And then the camera goes, that stuff goes out of focus. And in front of her, what comes in focus is the animal. And it's talking to her. Right. And it's like, just imagine like a feather. And it turns into like a bird and it shows like a feather. And it's like, just imagine a feather and make sure it's not going too high, not going too low. Just breathe. And it ends her panic attack with the thing from Celeste. If you ever played Celeste, there's a great scene with a feather where they explain anxiety. So she does that. She explains that feather technique thing. It ends her panic attack. Then... Patrick Stewart walks up to help and that's where they be so like all right um so where do they start six years later uh we see her daily life a little bit in a short montage like not really a montage but just like what happens every day then train car falls off the roof right crashes off the tracks from the ceiling she hides has a panic attack AI talks her down Patrick fucking Stewart shows up and i could see even his bird has like stats and figures that pop up and then it's speaking to him and it's like she's she's having a panic attack she seems fine and then it's like you can even hear the ai like say that like patrick stewart's rib is broken but he's still more worried about the kid i actually like the idea of them being together for a while better yeah. you know like he comes to help her with her panic attack she's already better but he's there and then they're just like walking together like their ais are talking and they're talking you know maybe maybe yeah like as they're they're like her his bird and her like AI that keeps changing are hanging out and chatting and he and her are sort of walking together also chatting in private while their AIs are busy communicating <laughs> and then you sort of get like this like you know the usual apocalypse talk of like right. <laughs> oh the world sucks oh, where are your parents oh they're yeah. dead yeah she's like where's your family he's like oh they're dead <laughs> you immediately get like oh this is her new dad figure. It's like, Grandpa Stewart is here to protect you. Then what? How does the AI, what happens to separate them? And does the AI sort of orchestrate that? Right. 
I do like the idea of the AI like separating them. Yeah. Or come on, think about it. Like we mentioned Patrick Stewart's AI. Perhaps he's also like perhaps that AI is also saying like we can't take care of this child. We need to look out for ourselves. Yes. That's a genius idea. Yeah, like the the AI telling him like, yo, we can't like telling him to not like risk assessmenting that is good. Uh and him ignoring it is also good, I think. I think do we want him to be a shitty person or do we want him to be a good person? Uh, hmm. My assumption was good person, but there, I don't know. Maybe mixing it up a little bit might suit us better. Like he could be a good guy, but I don't know. I don't know what's more interesting. He's a good guy and the AI is separating them or he's a bad guy and the AI is separating them. It could be interesting. Him being selfish could work. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Like he didn't come to help her when she was having the panic attack. He was just standing there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe That's the question. maybe we need to rework our AI dynamic. No, I like the AI dynamic. I I think I I get the concept we have of like these are the things they're like your imaginary friend. They show you the stats and figures and then they explain them like an emotional support animal. They're there to help you deal with shit and they're there to sort of assess risk and give advice. And not really do anything else. The idea of hers like going beyond that because it was just her. Yeah. Is interesting to me. Like they're not supposed to do other shit, but this one is. Like that's the question. Do we want these AIs to be broken? Like hers is because it was never built for this situation. Right. It's reacting badly or to what to do and maybe the AIs deteriorate over time. Oh, like a like a Cortana type like kinda, yeah. But AI you know, it's like, you know, he has he has a fresh new one and he's you know he's decided what he wants it to look like. Meanwhile, she has one that's like six years old and starting to malfunction. Yeah, like it needs maintenance. Right. Like it needs a defrag or whatever. Right. <laughs> um that could work. I don't know though. What is the vibe we're trying to give off here, you know? Yeah, I guess that's kind of a big issue. Cause I don't, I don't want it to be, if we think about these AI instead of like parents, but instead like emotional support animals, hmm. if this, it wasn't an AI, if it was her pet dog, right? what would we do with the dog throughout the story? Dog would be scared of strangers. Yeah. Open up to strangers. Maybe the stranger would actually be bad. Maybe. Right. And like dog gets killed. That's the low moment. <laughs> like, do we want this? To, do we want to flip it again and just be like, no, the AI isn't bad. The AI is actually the good guy. And it's just like. She loses it. And it's like a bing bong type deal where it's like you have to give up your imaginary friend as you get older. Like, is this coming of age thing now? Or is the AI malicious, like we were going to say? Like, not malicious, but mistaken. Right. Uh... And so those are two very different stories. Yeah. Is the world bad or is her friend bad? Right. What's better? In like the Peter Pan analogy, it's kind of fallen apart at this point. But a little bit. But uh, he could be like a Captain Hook. Like he seems like a good guy, but he's not. Right. Like he's conning her type deal. Yeah. It's it's there's a lot of different directions we could go. Yeah, I do kind of like that angle of like yo, know, he initially tries to con her, but yeah, like he's helping her out. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and. What does he need? Is the, he needs her to help him out because he's injured. Yeah. And he needs... And then the food. second he doesn't need her anymore, he's going to turn on her. Right. Or, you know, just not necessarily, like, turn on her, like, like more just try to leave and, you know, maybe yeah. escalates from there. 
Or like even she could be in danger and he won't help her. Right. Like he's selfish. Yep. That's what we should learn. We should we should like Patrick Stewart because he's Patrick Stewart and love him because he's Patrick Stewart. And then later the turn is, oh shit, that ain't Patrick Stewart. That's just you'd be a mean Patrick Stewart playing a character. Yeah. How dare you make me think it's Patrick Stewart when it's actually Patrick Stewart pretending to be a bad, selfish man. <sighs> His bird being like uh, not a parrot, but actually like actually parrot is fun because of the whole pirate vibe. <laughs> but it could be fun if it was like a like a what's the scavenger bird? A vulture. Yeah, it could be like a vulture would be fun, hmm. like a cutesy vulture, like chibi vulture. Right. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Like symbolic thing of like he just pick. He's like a scavenger. He's picking shit apart, taking pieces of tech, and uh, we can keep the technomancer wizard thing a little bit, you know, eh. not throw it away completely. Him being like a techie guy could be cool too, right? Because he can like show her what her AI could actually do if she like pushes it. Yeah, because we still we we forgot some of the fundamentals. We need a mentor figure, so that's what he is. We lost track of that when we were coming up with all the stuff. Him being a mentor, but a bad one could be good. Maybe. I don't know. All right. So AI talks her down. Maybe not having Patrick Stewart walk up to her, but her still help Patrick Stewart. Like his, his leg is broken or something. And she helps him with that, despite her AI saying no. Yeah. Um, she has a panic attack. The AI talks her down. Um, maybe the vulture asks her for help. There you go. His AI vulture asks her for help i also like the idea of like doing a little bit of a horror scene where she's like running away from like this ai vulture like she's hiding she's having a panic attack her panic attack ends and then it's like this horror thing of like it's stalking her mm. and later she's like oh shit and then when it turns it like smiles at the end of the horror thing like right when it's gonna do some terrifying thing right it turns yeah. out that it's just trying to get her to help it it lands right in front of her with the wings all out yeah, like it's like moving around corners and like following her yeah. and like trying to catch her and she's like hiding from it like it's a fucking velociraptor. Right. But then as soon as it gets her, it's just like flaps its wings and says, help me. Right. Like still, he needs help. Yeah, that still needs. Yeah, it would be interesting to cast like the vulture because that would I still feel like it would be an imposing voice. Ooh, that's good, yeah. too. Like. I, imposing but soothing yeah keith david yeah my my thought was maybe kind of like almost like christopher lee almost I, I i know he's dead but you know it's like yeah I, that's why i said keith david right keith yeah. david is similar arbiter oh right yes because he could be, be he could pick, do yeah. scary but he could also do nice and calm and cool yes yeah so keith david the vulture scares her but also then reveals no i'm not trying to hurt you i'm just here could help her ai is against it this is the first time she's going to turn against her ai and get help so the catalyst was everything blowing up inciting incident is him being in danger and her crossing the threshold is saying i'm going to help him anyway pissing off her ai a little bit or even just setting up the series of events that are going to occur all right question three mm -hmm. where do we go? What is their journey going to? Where is their location? I feel like he needs to give her a place he is heading toward. Right? Right, yeah. Also, we skipped over how do we leave. That was the whole train exploding thing, like with him and her. This whole thing we just did, that was how do we leave. Right. <laughs> how do we get out of the safe haven of her traveling alone? She meets this guy, yep. this old man who will help her. 
now that the old man is there, where does he say they should go? Yeah. And I feel like he should have other people he knows about or conning her into saying, like, if he tells her, he's like, hey, I have some friends, you know? Right. Yeah. Question is, is there anybody anywhere he's going? Like, does he know other people? And he's trying to, like, basically screw her over and, like, give her to all his friends, like, fucking, like, cannibal shit or whatever or whatever it yeah. is. Or, or not, like, take her AI parts. Not, not that or far. is there no one there? Is he just lying? He doesn't actually know anybody else. Uh, then where would, where is she would also the first human he's met and he's just telling her we're going to this place but there isn't actually a place I actually think that's kind of fun like the he's just wants like in order to make Patrick Stewart not the most evil character in the universe and make him want fucked up shit like there's nothing he could get from her right so what if he just wants a friend that's what he actually wants right. like he just doesn't want to he just wants somebody to hear him talk you know like, I like the idea of this story actually being kind of about loneliness. Like, I feel like that's better than just, like, he's a bad guy, you know? Right, yeah. So I, my thought was, the AI doesn't want her to spend time with him, because, you know, he's an you know, old man and she's a kid, and they don't know who the fuck this guy is. Um, which makes sense, it's a good decision. But, he basically says, well, I know where there's other people. He lies. Right. He's like, I know a safe place, other survivors. I was coming, I was heading there from a different place with survivors. If we make it to this place, you will have a home, you know, and that's enough to entice her and the AI mm -hmm. and the AI is like bullshit. And she's like, no, it's not bullshit. You know, right. His crime is that he gives her hope so that she'll spend. So she'll help him get along because he's injured. He can't do it on his own. Right. Like his leg is broken. His rib is cracked or some shit. He can't, it's hard for him to even walk. So he needs her help in order to keep going. So he lies and says he knows a place because she's going to leave. Right. Like, she patches his, like, she helps him out of the crash, and maybe with the vulture's help, fucking pops his knee back in. That'd be a pretty cool scene. Mm. Like, a cartoon vulture teaching a kid to how to fucking put somebody's dislocated elbow back together. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then after that, you know, maybe she makes a splint, puts the splint on him, and then she's leaving. And the AI's like, alright, you've done, had your fun, you've helped him, now we gotta go. We don't trust this guy, we don't know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. She le she's going to leave, and as she's walking away, he's like, hey, I know a place. <laughs> you know, he uses the Patrick Stewart, the voice he does in Logan, where he's laying in the bed, and he's like, Aah. he does that voice, <laughs> where he's like, I know someone who can help you. <laughs> you know? Right. I know a, an orphanage. I know a safe place. I know a place for kids or whatever. You know? He has a convincing enough lie. Right. Um, and he knows how to get there through the tunnels. He's like, it's hidden. I know how to get there. So then you get this story of like, she's carrying this old man through the tunnels and then eventually he's going to get better and eventually betray her because he can't be trusted. And then she's going to eventually learn that there is no other place. It's just them. Right. Uh, and we can get this other kid character in there. Or maybe, yeah, I mean, that's... It could just end with her meeting Peter. Like, she just meets another kid her age and just having a friend is enough to keep going. I don't know about that. You know? I don't know. The idea of making this about loneliness actually... That's compelling. Yeah, kind of, yeah it it fits with me. <laughs> right. I mean, I am a lonely. I There's something very, very deep and compelling. And, like, it's called... Like, the original name is, like, Don't Talk to Strangers, right? So, like, even that... Right. Is, like, a manifestation of loneliness. Is like, you don't want to interact with other people that you don't know. And the whole... The idea of, like, endless system of dark tunnels where all you have is your imaginary companion 
definitely low like and lends itself to a depressed like aloneness story so what if this is like about connecting to people the question is will she forgive patrick stewart for being a lying asshole or is it more about is he like a toxic person you need to cut out of your life and then she'll find someone else later as sort of her end mm. i actually like having only three characters i actually like peter just being the end of the story as she meets another kid maybe yeah but yeah you know. The idea of, like, he's selling her on this lie of, like, there's a place where there's other people. And then him betraying her definitely feels like an all is lost to me. Yeah. And her losing her AI in some way also could work for right. that all is lost. Yeah. And then her getting it back and finding someone, like, eventually finding someone else way later could work. I don't know. The, the push and pull, like, a movie that's just about a kid and Patrick Stewart walking through tunnels sounds amazing to me like just that concept of like it's just the two of them and it's whether or not they can trust each other is the movie that's definitely a cool movie yeah so i think we know where do they go right what is this place he sells her on what do you think like a name of it or whatever he says it is like what do you think he would say if you were an old man injured and you needed someone to help you and they were about to leave what would you tell them go to the garden station or <laughs> that's Ooh, a preachy yeah. name preachy name but you know just like somewhere we can go where there's like water fountains it's a wonderful place to just relax and at the end of the day you can take a train anywhere you want Ooh, like terminus in walking dead uh in walking dead there's this thing about there's a all the trains there's notes on them that says find terminus and it's basically where all the train trains meet okay is a town but they're all fucking cannibals and evil. Ah. But uh, in this one, he's just like Cent Union Station. That's what he'll call it. Like he'll he's like you know. I mean Union Station, uh, or whatever. Like the Center Station. Center Station. I, I don't think yeah. there's a Center Station. Yeah, he's just he like names a, a station, right? Like a center. Yeah. Green Station works. Yep. Uh, um, Crossroad Station. I did suggest Garden Station. Garden Garden Station. Yeah, Garden Station works. As cheesy as it is, it works. Yeah. In his desperation, he lies, so she will keep helping him. I can take you to Garden Station. He lies even more. He's like, I worked on these tunnels. Because, you know, he's an adult, right? Adults yeah. know everything. Yeah. I, I worked these, on these tunnels. I, I service like the them. back of my hand. Yeah. Yeah, I know them like the back of my hand. Um... And he could be, like, the tech guy. Like, that's what he was, right? Mm -hmm. The fact that even all of this is even lies, right? Like, he didn't service the tunnels. He doesn't know. And, like, the idea that he doesn't even know where he's going is, like, so good to me. Right. Like, he does know how to hack into the doors and shit. Like, he is a techie type dude. But he's just, like, a random hobo that knows how to mess with tech, you know? Yeah. It's part of the whole scavenger thing, right? Is like, he's stealing parts. The idea that his AI is breaking, like, you wanted to do the degrading thing? What if his AI is degrading, and he wants parts from hers? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that plays into your... Yes. Yeah, my whole, like, yes. arc, right? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's why he wants to go to the station, because he knows there's, like, a place where you can, like... Yeah. Parts that's a, the station, yeah. Repair He's and describing assemble yeah. AIs. Yeah, in, in the part where he describes where they're going... He's exp he's describing because you have to describe a real place when you're lying. You know, it has to have some truths. Right. So he's like, we need to go to Garden Station. And it's like 
it's he knows that there's mechan- yeah the stuff there to rip to disassemble her ai yeah that works really well that's more compelling than just he's gonna screw her over and leave like that's good i like all that yeah you like that yes okay just making sure that um barometer is good you know all right where do we go we got how do we lose is next so the all is lost moment we can explain the fun in games in a second but we have to figure out where they go before we can just be like this is all the fun stuff that happens um so he gets her to the station he sits her down or whatever and he's like all right we're gonna i gotta do this thing real quick help me open the door or some shit mm-hmm. that comes up with a clever lie like i need your ai's like this thing from your ai to get the door open yeah. you're gonna need your ai friend to help open a door yeah he's like just put your arm here right and the ultimate trust exercise put your arm in this like hole in the wall if you can put your arm in there, that'll help us unlock the door. And the AI is like, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Puts her arm in. Danger. Danger. Locks her in. He's fucking ripping parts out of her arm or whatever. Uh, with like a, it's like a crane thing. He's like slowly taking this piece out. He's like, it's like a little robot arm. And it like taps her, right. her yeah. wrist. And then it like comes out this little computer chip type deal. And he's just about to grab it. Uh, he pulls the chip out and then she has no more AI. Like her AI disappears in front of her and he like laughs. You get this whole villain reveal of like, you're just a dumbass kid. Like I needed it. Thank you. Like um, he chuckles a little bit. Her AI disappears and she's like, where's my AI? And he's like, oh, you'll get it back in a second. And then he leaves and he, the door locks. Like the idea of him just like leaving her alone in the dark with nothing. Suddenly he is the most evil person in the universe. Right? Does that work, or is that too far? Am I have I lost the plot? Uh, I I kind of like the idea of him being somewhat remorseful about it, like you know, just being like, "Sorry, kid, but you gotta do what you gotta do." So I'm taking this AI and running. Yeah, with and it. then he leaves with it. Yeah, and the door, the door lock. Like, I, yeah, I'm fine with all that. I just like the I, the image to me of a, a little girl she has this imaginary friend it's all she has the ai says don't help this man mm-hmm. at every turn it's like a morality tale it's like you cannot trust strangers do not trust this man i don't care how nice he is do not trust him not trust. the idea that it goes through all this they bond they become friends and stuff and then at the end of the journey he fucking presses it he, t- he tells her to do the thing it's the last symbol of trust like just grab this bar right it's like there's like a bar and you have to like stick your hand through a hole to get to the bar he's like grab this bar and pull it you're the only one who could fit your hands through the hole Mm -hmm. grab this bar and pull it and it'll get it'll unlock the door so we can go puts her hand in pulls it it locks peace comes out of her wrist like it takes her thing he's got her ai um and he says to sorry kid he leaves the door closes and just imagine the image of her seeing her imaginary friend in front of her it's sad it feels bad. It disappears in front of her. And then he walks away with it. And the door shuts and she's just in the dark. Right. It's like, imagine this entire time the AI was like, also the contact lenses were like brightening the room for her. Ah, oh, yeah. So like without it, she's just in the dark. Yeah. That's a fun idea. And y- y- that's the lowest moment you could imagine. Like, I, I can't think of an all is lost moment lower than a little girl losing her imaginary friend and being left in the dark. Yep. I don't even know how to get back from that. That's where I'm like, we should have Peter come in and save her ass, you know? Right, yeah. Like, the idea of, like, her lost in the dark, the only thing... That's another metaphorical thing, right? It's like, 
the only thing that'll help you through loneliness is other people. Mm. So she has to trust this other kid, this Peter kid. Like right. she's stuck in the dark and then suddenly in the distance, she sees literally like a Tinkerbell, like a butterfly that's glowing. Mm. And then this kid walks up and she has to trust this kid, you know, instead of trusting this creepy old man, you know? Sure. No, it... I don't know if that's the right lesson to teach though. It's like, Oh, well don't, you don't trust the old man, but you know, you could trust another kid your age. Right. I don't know if that's a good enough lesson. Ain't not the best lesson. My, my question mm. is just like, you know, I feel like we kind of, I don't know. I feel like the kid kind of has to show up from somewhere. Like, yeah, like earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Like The maybe... kid being like the example of what to do could be good too. Maybe they should meet him on their journey. I just, I don't know. <sighs> or the kid could be like, she sees like a shadowy monster in the distance. She doesn't know what it is. Right. Like something is following them. Right. And Patrick Stewart is like, it's a monster. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he's like creating this whole lore of like creatures that live outside. And you don't know if it's true or not because it's like it's the post apocalyptic world, right? Yeah. So you're like, I don't know if he's telling the truth or not. And it's part of the play into like whether or not you can trust him. Right. But that thing that's following them is the kid. Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe his like AI is like a like it, it covers it hides him in shadows or whatever. Like it fig like because the AIs can affect other AIs, right? And it can affect what you see. And what other people see. So maybe it's like this shadowy blob moving around is actually this kid. Like his AI is like a, like a Raven or something that's like covering him. Mm. So other people don't see him. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Like it's blocking other people's vision, whatever his thing is. Oh, it's like a butterfly. Right. And on one side it's black. And then on the other side, it's a butterfly. Right. Okay. Yeah. So like you see this shadowy figure moving around and you're like, what is that? And it's like this shape of like this, monster thing and it's just like a butterfly with a kid shadow kind of mixed somehow right which also plays in the peter pan thing because he's got a shadow you know yep okay uh i like this this is a weird cheesy out there idea yeah but we definitely found something okay so where are we at here so there's a shadowy figure following them they bond over getting away from this shadowy figure i kind of want to do like a cave-in scene where they're working together um and then him leaving her is great. Her alone in the dark. Powerful scene. Her like crying in the dark, not knowing what to do is pretty good. Like finally seeing her break after all this time. Like she's this tough kid the whole time. And then at the end, she's just like bawling. It's like, I would cry watching that. <laughs> like watching Newt being left alone in the dark and then crying is maybe the saddest thing you can think of. This is like a fucking Oscar movie. <laughs> right. And then the idea of like another kid, like that butterfly turning around kind of thing. Like she sees the shadowy figure in the distance. Like it's like dim and dark and there's like a light in the distance and she sees the shadowy figure and she's terrified. Maybe she like closes her eyes. She's like, I don't know what to do. She's like, she accepts death. And then it turns around and it's like, oh, it's just another kid. Like maybe his image, when you're looking at him, you see a light and then you see like a shadowy butterfly type shape in front of the light. And it's because... His AI is like in the front, it's like a bioluminescent butterfly. And then in the back, it's like black. Right. So every time they see him, they think it's like some monster and the guy's playing it up, but it's actually just another kid. And then this kid helps her, helps her get up. He says, hi, I'm Peter. And she's not sure if she can trust him. She's like, I'm Sally or whatever. Do they go and get her AI back is my question. <laughs> Do we want that like climactic moment of like, fuck you, Patrick Stewart. We're going <laughs> to kick your ass and take her back. Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's fun. Yeah. I mean, it feels appropriate. Yeah. Also, I like the idea, like, if Patrick Stewart was lying and he's like, oh, it's a terrifying monster and stuff, 
The idea that her and him like scare him into dropping the fucking AI shit. Yeah. Could be fun. <laughs> Maybe this AI thing doesn't have to be like a computer chip in her wrist. Maybe it's like a wristband. Mm. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has a wristband. It projects like a screen on your hand for you to like mess with stuff or something. Or like, it's like a, it's like a, like a camera thing. Like if we don't have phones anymore, we still need the camera and we still need like a, but, uh, some buttons. Right. You know, so it's like a wristband you put on and it connects to your, your lenses or whatever that are in your eyes, like built in. Maybe it's like a, you know, like a sci-fi future shit or whatever. It doesn't dry out somehow. Uh, <laughs> or they're like glasses she's wearing or something. I don't know. But she's got the wristband. So he's like, all right, pull this lever and uh, it will get us in there. And then when she puts her hand in to pull the lever, he grabs her wristband and then she, her hand is stuck and then he gets out, you know. I feel like that's good enough for like the stealing the AI thing. Yeah. He's like, Hey, there's a hole. I can't fit my hand through this. Can you put your hand in there and pull this lever so we can go open the door? And then she pulls the lever. He grabs the wristband and then he leaves. Maybe she doesn't see him grab the wristband. Like he can just grab it or whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter the specifics. He gets her wristband. So now he has two wristbands and he's using her AI to do shit or whatever. What an asshole, by the way. <laughs> Like what an unbelievable asshole! It's like all this kid has is this is this wristwatch, uh, and yours is getting old. So you want to just take hers and reformat it? Yep. <laughs> God damn, that sucks, man. He's an asshole. But you totally understand why he would do that, though. Too, it's like you literally can't see when you don't have these things, you know? Right. So yeah, that works. And then yeah, they gotta beat him, terrify him into dropping it, and then grab it and get out of there. You know? Mm -hmm. I feel like that works. Yeah. Maybe we can get a cool, like, AI fight, like the AIs are fighting each other. Right, yeah. While she's grabbing the bracelet and stuff. We get, like, a cool lights show with, like, the, the butterfly terrifying yeah. him as the shadow or whatever, and they're, like, distracting him. That's our real, that's our, like, spectacle fights at the end. Yeah. There you go. That I think that's a good story. That's a good Oscar movie. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. We took the two bad ideas we had that were super derivative and boring. And we turn them into a super derivative and boring Oscar movie. Yeah. I don't know. I Now that I'm thinking about it, though, I don't think that's derivative at all. I can't even name another movie like that. Uh, uh, the closest I can think is um, there's that post-apocalyptic movie with Viggo Mortensen. What is it? The Road? Um, the Road, yeah. I was thinking as like, The Road is kind of like this, except instead of having a dad that's like sick and dying, you have an AI but I don't know, man. Yeah. I can't really think of anything kind of like this. Like, this is a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. I will say, uh, I like what we, I like uh, the idea we have with our AIs, but I do realize they're a little, a little similar to what is it, the Golden Compass? Like every, like all the characters in that series has like familiars, which are like more like D and D familiars, like they're actual yeah. creatures. But like for kids, they tend to shape shift a lot. Meanwhile, when they're adult, they're mm. like more refined, Damn. so they're more representative of like the adult's personality. Yeah. So we came up with tech golden compass. <laughs> a little bit, but you know. But I'll say this: we didn't get. I never seen Golden Compass. Right. I've never seen it. Yeah. And I'd say we just took the idea of a familiar, which is already a public domain idea. You yeah. Know? That's basically what they are. And actually, all of this kind of came from an uh, 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 an episode of... There's a TV show on the Science Channel 
that was like the future or something it was called it was about what the future is going to be like it had hirohito the futurist right. you know who that guy is he's in a lot of sci-fi show like a lot of ah. like um history channel and science channel stuff he um so he talked about what the future would be like and they had all these really cool vfx looks to it it was like making it look real right and one of them was like the ai companion that is your friend an imaginary it was like a it was like an animal that shapeshift and was your friend i think that's where i got my idea from i saw that and i was like there's got to be a movie about that and then i also came up with the whole ai mother thing uh but then i watched mother i am mother and i was like well that's better (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it is kind of golden compassy i guess in the pitch you would say this is golden compass meets the road I mean, the story of Golden Compass is very different from this, I think. Like, yeah, I think that is very much like, you know, they're abducting children or something or taking their maybe taking. Their yeah, it's them. like a whole series, too. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we got it. We got an idea. Yep. I don't know if it's good, but it's an idea. Yeah. So here's the movie we came up with. A little girl named Sally loses her parents in a train accident. She's stuck in the train tunnels for years. They seemingly endless. They're these technologically advanced tunnels they're all pitch black there's no light anywhere she can see in the dark because she has these contact lenses and this wristband that are like an augmented reality thing she has a little imaginary friend that's an animal that shape shifts based on the situation uh it's her emotional support ai they're friends they hang out six years go by of it keeping her company while she's trying to get her way out doesn't seem like there's a way out or there's anyone coming for them Mm-hmm. suddenly another train crashes she has a panic attack the ai helps her with that and then she realizes the creature that's stalking her that came out of the train car is another ai it's a vulture with the voice of keith david yes <laughs> it leads her to his friend who is patrick stewart laying with a broken leg and a broken rib she nurses him to health a little bit makes a splint there's a really cool scene where we have keith david the the the, the vulture explaining to a little girl how to fix Patrick Stewart's broken leg. She cracks it back in place, puts his blint on it, uh, wraps, he wraps his own chest or whatever. Right. And then as she's about to leave, because her AI is like, we better go. We don't know if we can trust him. He says out loud, Garden Station, I know a place. Yep. Garden is a beautiful place. <laughs> There's other people there. I can take you there. I used to service these tunnels. I used to fix this place. I can bring you there. He and her are walking through the tunnels together. They're having a fun old time. We get fun and games of like Last of Us style puzzles with them trying to get through the tunnels together. Maybe there's a cave in, maybe not. It's a little intense, a little exciting. There's a moment where he's going to like leave her during the cave in. He's going to like let her hand go or some shit, but she gets out anyway, hmm. you know, showing that maybe you can't trust him. Maybe you can. Right. Maybe they're like at an, like a VR fire. Like there's like an AR fire <laughs> that they both have in front of them. And it's like a heater that they put on the ground that looks like it turns into fire for them. Right. Like, like they find a, a bat car battery they turn on and it's like a, it heats them up a little bit or whatever. But then it's covered in imaginary fire and they're like sitting at a fire telling ghost stories. And then, oh, there's a fucking evil butterfly monster, mm. some monster chasing them. And he's like, oh, it's a creepy creature. We got to get away, you know, trying mm. to scare her a little bit, make her more dependent. He heals up. They finally make it to Garden Station where he says, all you need to do pull this lever and hold it real tight. Don't let go no matter what happens. Grabs the wristband, runs through the door. She lets go in shock that her her imaginary friend is disappearing in front of her. It says goodbye. Door shuts. She's stuck in the dark all alone crying. And we we linger on it for a little bit, like a little Mm -hmm. bit longer than we should. Like her eyes are always glowing. Like both of their eyes always have like those ring lights glowing. 
because of the lenses. But at this point, the light goes out in her eyes and she's just like stuck in the dark. She can't see anything. She doesn't have her augmented lenses. She can't see. She's fucked. She's screwed. She doesn't know what to do. She's panicking, lost in the dark. We get a really good couple minutes of that. It's like the fucking Peter Parker holding up the fucking rubble scene where she breaks. We see all the pain underneath that they were both kind of hiding. And then here comes the other kid, Peter, who was the monster all along. Turns out it was just another kid. Yep. Basically with his own AI that's like a light on the front and then dark on the back. And it helps them track down um, Patrick Stewart. And then they fucking kick him in the balls, take their fucking wristband back and leave. The end. (laughs) It's got a weird ending. I don't know. But it's something like that, you know. A vulture and a giant butterfly fighting with, like, Technicolor lights and, like, CG Mm -hmm. while two kids beat the shit out of Patrick Stewart sounds amazing (laughs) to me. (laughs) And you root for them to beat the shit out of him, too. The idea of, like, her kicking him in the leg where he was healing, like, you know, I helped you with that. Well, fuck you if you're going to screw me over kind of thing. Right. Hitting him in the leg and leaving him in the tunnel with just him and his bird, like, exactly where she found him, I feel like is the perfect ending. Like, she doesn't kill him or anything. Nobody dies. She just kicks him in his broken leg and runs with the other kid. (laughs) And he's just left there exactly where she met him, laying on the ground saying, help me, to no one. And I think it's a very cool lesson of the movie. And the movie's called Don't Talk to Strangers. What a fucking weird movie. Hey, kids, if you're stuck in a creepy tunnel and your parents are dead and you have an AI companion buddy, don't be friends with Patrick Stewart. Yes. Like, you can help someone if they need help, but that should be the extent. Don't, you know, listen to false promises. You know, don't listen to con men. Listen to the people you trust more. And then if you're screwed and alone and broken, maybe some other kid will come with their magic best friend and save you. (laughs) It kind of loses its messages at the end, but I do like the image of a kid alone in the dark and the only thing that can help them is someone else. That's kind of the message of the entire movie, you know, because Patrick Stewart needs their help because he's alone in the dark and he needs someone. She needs his help because she doesn't know where to go or what to do. And this other kid needs her help because he's alone also, you know. Also, I love the idea of when that butterfly turns around, it's just like video games on the other side. Like, imagine, like, a butterfly, and on the front, it's, like, a bioluminescent butterfly, but it's, like, fucking Tetris. Right. And then on the other side, it's just black, like the back of a TV. Yeah. And it's protecting him and distracting him. Yep. I think that's cool. Keith David as a vulture fighting a butterfly sounds amazing to me. Who's the butterfly, Scott? Hmm? I want it to be, like, a woman with a sharp voice for some reason. All right, yeah. What is that woman's name? The one, you know, um, what's it called? Haunted Mansion. Remember Haunted Mansion? Maybe. Was that the animated one or? No, the, the one with uh, Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. Hmm. You hear her voice, you would know what I'm, what I'm talking about. Jennifer Tilly. Huh. All right. What else was she in? Chucky. Bride of Chucky. That. That's yeah. the voice. Or the huh. the girlfriend from Monsters, Inc. Right? That's an interesting choice. Yeah. Yeah. That as the name, the, the, the butterfly, <laughs> I think is really fun. Pretty yeah. What's your name? It's. Yeah, Jennifer Tilly as the butterfly. She's Tinker, or whatever, Tinkerbell the butterfly, or whatever. Um, these days. Or, like, you know, if she's acting. Yeah, this is a good question. Let's see, has she been in anything recently? Oh, you know what? She was in the new Chucky TV show also. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess the wife shows up, huh? I gotta watch that show. But yeah, she's in a couple of things. She's still working, I guess. Nice. Who's the, the AI, then? Yeah. Like, her AI. Like Patrick's not like Sally's AI, the main AI. Yeah. Hmm. That's the last voice we need. Someone 
Someone young. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Karen Gillian would work. I actually kind of like that. The Scottish voice, like, you know, oh, maybe. Uh, Amy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I kind of like the idea of, like, you know, having someone playful. Yeah. Or like Zoe, Zoe Saldana or something. Like somebody, hmm. a famous young modern actress, like 20s or 30s. Right. You know, someone everybody knows that's fun. And I think Karen Gillian is a good one. Yeah, that could be fun. I yeah, can't I mean, really, I feel like if I tell anyone Karen Gillian, like that sounds like, you know, that's a, I can't think of anybody else who's like more like a, as a likable actress nowadays. Right. I, I, I like her and everything, you know, she's really good as Nebula. She's directed a couple of things too. She, she was in a really good horror movie. Oh, right. I like, I mean, it wasn't that good, but I liked it. Right. And you liked her um, in it. Yes. But yeah, what? Yeah. Um, Man, a good Karen, by the way. Yeah. Didn't even think about that. Yeah. All right. Karen Gillian. Uh, oh, this is a stacked cast, man. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, we got Karen Gillian, an unnamed girl who will be a big actress one day. Karen Gillian as an AI that shapeshifts animals. I could see her being a newt. I could see her voicing various characters. Uh, and we'll have her do mocap. <laughs> the idea of Karen Gillian in a mocap suit, like acting like a newt is hilarious to me. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's you know animals or whatever. We get CG animals. She's voice acting that. Yeah. Patrick Stewart and Keith David. I love the idea of Keith David and Patrick Stewart making something together. You know that like would the be idea of awesome. Keith David being off camera, acting with Patrick Stewart sounds amazing. <laughs> sounds wonderful. Like, yeah, I can't think of anything better than the two of them working together. As, as I don't think this ever happened. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe it maybe I mean they're both in a lot of shit, so maybe. And then uh Jennifer Tully as the butterfly and just some dumb kid. <laughs> like the kids are just random kids, you know, kid actor, whatever, number seventy two. Yeah. I like the idea um, of the like Peter being a, a little bit older though, like more of a teenager. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, either or, whatever. But I think it's fun. I think that whole thing is cool. Um the concept is cool. It took us two and a half hours, but hey, we did it. We did it. Coming up with ideas can sometimes be challenging. Remember yeah. that, kids. This is this is like the hardest show I do, by the way. But it's the most <laughs> fun. Like, uh, I like that in Talking to No One, where it's just me writing a movie, I get done in like 20 minutes, and then I'm like, I don't know what to do. Right. Because there's nobody opposing me. Yeah. So I'm just like, here's my idea. Yeah. Um, Need I Kingdom Hearts, the TV show. Here's all the characters. Here's what they do. And then I spend 40 minutes like trying to figure out which Final Fantasy characters are banging. <laughs> And I suck at it too, but yeah. Or like 15 video game movies, no, 12 video game movies in a half an hour. It's like, I'm just, I just read the Wikipedia and then I'm like, that's the movie. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Not like this. This is the real deal. That's why it's so hard to schedule and get together because there's something here, you know? But yeah, I had a ton of fun. We should do this again. Yeah. Uh, in like three weeks to a month from now. Yeah. Depending. We should just do it twice a month because then we would never run out of episodes and we could take long breaks. Yeah. But we'd both have to be free, you know? Right. But yeah, I think that's it. Don't talk to strangers. Good moral advice. Uh, and yeah, don't perhaps... don't trust Patrick Stewart. <laughs> An Oscar winning movie. Surely. Sure. Yeah. I think Don't Talk to Strangers is a good name for this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like an Oscar movie to me. Yeah. If you said like, uh, Life of Pi, you're just like saying random Oscar movies, like Life of Pi, <laughs> blah, 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 and you're like, I never heard of half of these movies, but 
Don't talk to strangers sounds good. Yes. La La Land. What the fuck is that? No. <laughs> Don't talk to strangers. That sounds good. That sounds like you get an Oscar. Kid Crying in the Dark. Best actress. Kid Crying in the Dark. Oh, such a moving performance. Yeah. Best voice acting. Uh, Keith David, as always. Got to win some more voice acting. You got to win more. How? I wonder what awards he's won. He's had to have won a lot. But yeah. Patrick Stewart, best supporting actor. Of course. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. Angry. Keith David. Angry yes. old man. Yeah. Yes. An all-star cast, um, indeed. Yeah. Okay. And then Jennifer Tully could get snubbed for the <laughs> comic relief, as per usual, with her amazing skill, but not accolades. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I think we're just going to keep talking if we don't stop. So I'm going to stop this, and then we're going to still hang out. But I have 20 more opinions. One day, maybe maybe one day, if we actually get a big enough following, we can have a shoot the shit podcast where we just talk. Yeah. But we haven't gotten to the point where we can just coast on our views. Yep. <laughs> where we're like, we're tired of writing movies. Yep. Why do we write movies? What's the point of that? I don't now know, we're going to talk dream. about our favorite bubblegum. And you people yeah. are going to listen and you're going to like it. Yeah. Are people like that, actually? Tootsie Pop. Okay. <laughs> Tootsie Pops are the best, obviously. Right. It's both a gum and a lollipop. Like, come on. <laughs> Obvious. Screw fucking Hubble Bubble or whatever. That sh- shitty pink shit that you chew on. Like, that's fine. It fucks up your mouth and your jaw. Right. But you know what's better? Fucking Tootsie Pop, man. Mm. Everything. It's all the candies in one. Yes. It's wonderful. Anyway. <laughs> all right. If we did do a shoot the shit, we'd have to find topics and shit, though. And that yeah. sounds like a lot of work. It's much easier to just sit down and go, I don't know. What are we writing? What did we write five years ago? there were a lot of ideas in there though i forgot how many movies i was writing i didn't even go through a ball yeah man back when i had free time and i wasn't just streaming and editing and all that shit back when i could dream all right thanks for listening everybody we'll see you in a month next week is talking to no one i don't know what i'm gonna do i'll figure it out something uh welcome to season two it's the same thing again Yes. Congrats. It's all you ever want. Yeah. Who needs to tweak a formula when it works? Yep. Anyway, bye.